0: Hello and welcome to another episode of a German and an Aussie reviewer movie. Now it's been a bit of time since we did our last review and that's because Gregor has been running around the globe in sunny Poland. Or is it sunny at all in Poland? It was
1: actually very sunny. It's very dark also in terms of history, especially as a German.
0: Starting on a light (laughs) note. Where were you in Poland? Like what's the big deal about Poland?
1: My friends and me, we noticed that's uh, one of our big neighbor countries, you know. Unlike Australia, we have a lot of uh, neighboring countries, actually. And we've never been there, really. So uh, we thought, why not do our next trip there? Also, historically, uh, very interesting for Germans, anyway, because we saw Auschwitz and all. And uh, from a movie perspective, also interesting that we were in Krakow, where Schindler's List was shot. So it was quite uh, intense and harrowing to see that Though I was so sick at this part of the trip that I couldn't even make it to to visit the factory. But apparently it was uh, historically very interesting what my friend said. So would you
0: get COVID again?
1: Uh, I'm not sure actually, but there is definitely something going on here. I'm not sure I got it, but uh, my girlfriend, she um, went on a company retreat, which is first of all pretty cool that her company they just go to to Italy for, for a long weekend doing a whole retreat. But uh, half of the people got COVID afterwards, so that was included.
0: <laughs> a team-building experience.
1: <laughs> it definitely was.
0: <laughs> I've been going around Poland, but I have been to Coffs Harbour, which is about an hour and a half from where I live. And I went to the Butterfly House, where they have a big greenhouse with all different sorts of Australian butterflies, as well as they have like an imitation Jurassic Park section, which has animatronic dinosaurs. And then they have an escaped dinosaur show as well, which is like someone dressed up in a dinosaur outfit and it appears to, you know, break out of a out of a prison. It's pretty funny. And then they also had a Disney rip-off section where they had like a maze and some Alice in Wonderland figures and everything. So it was pretty entertaining. But the butterfly house was actually pretty good because you go into this big greenhouse and there's just hundreds of butterflies flying around you. Like all these, you know, plants and then there's hundreds of butterflies. So I felt like a bit of a Disney prince when I was in there, Gregor, with all these butterflies going around.
1: You are a Disney prince.
0: (laughs) But then I was sitting down thinking, oh, isn't this nice? And and then two butterflies landed on my leg and started shagging. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, the butterfly HR department will have to get onto that. i make an effort to go to these tacky tourist things because often they're quite entertaining. But anyway, we have to get down to our movie today. We won't chit-chat too much because (laughs) last review we did was a bit too much chit-chatting.
1: You have to cut your your way through it like the dinosaurs through the Coffs Harbour fence, I guess. But I, I always admire you getting from Auschwitz to highly amusing and entertaining within a minute. That is a special skill. We Germans, despite our amazing humor, sometimes lack a little bit in that.
0: Look, I've always told you I thought Germans had a very English sense of humor. I know no one believes me, particularly English people, but I think Germans can laugh at stupid things as much as anybody.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's just mostly true. It's just that uh, sometimes it's hard for us ourselves to come up with that stupid shit. I think we admire that about you guys or, or the English. When we go to Auschwitz and so on, It's of course, it's harrowing and it's like, um, and it should be uh, for us especially as Germans but I feel like you guys you would still manage to, to to crack some jokes there you know like I think we just can't do there was no 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 of my German friends was cracking a joke.
0: Because of where Auschwitz is has the cities grown out to it do you
1: know what I mean like so do you have like suburbs and houses near it? That is actually the interesting thing it it, there already was a city around it and there is a city called Auschwitz or in Polish I'm probably slaughtering it but something like Ostiewice or something like that. There was a um, prisoner before the Second World War and then the Nazis took it and uh, expanded it to in the end to basically a killing camp. We were wondering as well like uh, how is it when you are a Polish and you are from Auschwitz because it's a fairly big city now and uh, still, and it, it was already a, a fairly big city. So how, how is it when you are from Auschwitz and you go to Australia and uh, people are like, oh, you're from Poland, where from? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure you know it, but you've seen the movie Schindler's List. it eh, was actually <laughs> shut around there. Just around <laughs> the corner. Just around the corner. So yeah, you're basically driving through parts of the city. And then just a few kilometers outside, you have this camp, but you can see it's very well protected by forests around it. So that's also why they chose it. On the one hand, it was very well connected with trains and so on, because you had to bring all the people there to murder them. But on the other hand, it was protected by trees and so on from the outside world. So you couldn't really see into it easily. I think that it had to be well connected, so it had to be kind of close to a city and kind of a bit in the middle of Europe in that way, so. Well, Jared, when's your Europe trip coming? Then we can uh, do our own history in March.
0: We've, I think we should do an American trip. That's what I'd like to do. I'll be up but, for it. Let me know. Okay. Well, when uh, when mortgage rates drop, but, uh, <laughs> because they're going up around here. But,
1: there's always uh, a new thing. First it's insurance. Now it's a uh, mortgage rate.
0: There's only one person paying for all the expenses in my life, unfortunately, and that's me we'll segue into our uh, movie that we're going to review. Now, this is a movie called Influencer from 2022. Didn't get a theatrical release. I didn't know much about it. Um, I haven't heard anybody talk about it. It's basically a good, solid little horror slash thriller, I thought. So I got Gregor to watch it. Now, what did you think of it, Gregor, just
1: overall? Interesting pick. Even I never heard of it. So uh, I watched it with, uh, I know, and we we had a good time throughout I just felt at a lot of spots I felt like it could have been more it should have been more I feel like they couldn't really choose a certain direction they want to go in or fully commit to look given the budget they have given the means they have uh, not a lot of actors in it obviously and I'm sure it's a small team and and uh, I always admire these movies where they really try to make something out of a very few means. And, and I think they did that here. The thing why it didn't get a theatrical release is from what I understand, it's quite an interesting trend actually that this movie was produced by the horror streaming platform shutter it's a streaming network just for horror movies and apparently it's doing pretty good in the u.s and it's uh, producing quite a lot of their own movies and and the quality is quite solid maybe we, we need to pick another one in the near future
0: yes like i was um like i just literally put in one night uh, you know 20 best horror movies of 2022 because i always picked the year before so they're all released so you can watch them and this one came up and i thought oh it doesn't really appeal to me but then i saw a bit of the shorts and i thought oh the travel aspect does because i can so, remember you know, traveling around thailand and malaysia and you would meet people and things like that and regal do you just want to give us a pretty quick synopsis on that
1: yeah sure let's maybe try to get in slowly so people can stay still on till heavy spoilers but uh Basically, in the beginning of the movie, we are following an influencer as the name of the movie Influencer. Her name is Madison and she's traveling through Thailand. She's apparently traveling alone, which is one of the first points where I noticed some holes in in the story. But anyway, she's traveling alone and um, then she meets this other um, girl, which is traveling alone. CW is her name, uh, also a young American girl. And they start traveling together and uh, things get a little bit mysterious. It is a horror thriller after all, I would say.
0: I thought anyone who's traveled can relate to that sort of scenario of you're by yourself and you meet someone and you hang out with them for a few days. I mean, this was a bit extreme because the girl that she met, which was an actress called Cassandra Naud, who's obviously the mysterious one of the two of them. I thought she played a really believable sort of baddie. Wasn't over the top. No. She was kind of friendly and nice. You could see something was going on. She's a s they were both believable as young travelers, I thought. Definitely. And she's got a really noticeable large birthmark, not like a cosmetic one. It's probably, you know, quite quite the size of a cheek, really. And it's below her eye. I mean, she's a very attractive woman, you know, like they haven't made her to be like a deformed monster or anything like that. She's a very normal looking woman with her birthmark. I thought that was really interesting that they'd let that stay and, you know, they hadn't tried to make her too perfect.
1: At first I thought like, oh no, they're doing that thing where it's an otherwise super beautiful uh, person and they give her that birthmark. Um, But then... <laughs> I also read that it's real and I, I felt a little bit caught. I was a little bit like, Okay, maybe um don't be so touchy and there are really people that have birthmarks and it's great that they get opportunities in movies as well. And I agree with you, she was yeah, she was definitely the best part of the movie.
0: Oh, yeah, she sort of stuck out, definitely, in terms of the acting and the characterization. But she had the most interesting character, too. That's a little bit more depth going on with her. Um, and I also thought another thing I really liked about it, it was set in Thailand, and a lot of travelling movies in Thailand sort of focus on that really sleazy part of Thailand. Did you notice that? But instead, they yeah. just showed as a really, why young people, particularly from Australia anyway, go to Thailand, whereas normally they show, you know, like, Sleazy nightclubs and, you know, like drug dealing back alleys. It's always very dark whenever they show Thailand, yeah. but it's actually extremely beautiful. And they sort of really showcase that. Like it actually made me think, gee, I'd like to go there again. You know, we I should have gone there. I went there years ago,
1: but. Would you know rather identify with girls traveling alone or the sleazy English guy at the hotel bar?
0: Well, 20 years ago, I would have been the young, hip traveller, and now I would be the sleazy old English guy at the bar trying to persuade a young person to have a drink with them. <laughs> there is a character who tries to, you know, like crack on to the two girls when they're together. Oh, one of them, and then the other girl saves the other one. Um, but he's pretty harmless sort of sleazy guy. It's not aggressive or anything like that. I can remember once, this is my, probably the last time I went to America. I was in San Francisco, and I went for a city tour. It was one of those sort of young people tours where, you know, you had to stop and they'd play the guitar and they'd play games and all this sort of stuff. And I was by far and away the oldest person in there. Anyway, I was sort of chatting to this girl and, you know, then they stopped at a coffee shop, you know, a cool coffee shop at the end of it. So we had coffee and I did sort of say to her, oh, look, tomorrow I'm thinking of going out to, you know, like Big Sur or something like that. And I just remember the look of horror in her eyes. (laughs) Like, and I just and she was like, oh um, uh, uh, oh, like I'm really, really busy. <laughs> and I just was like saying, it's not like that. I'm just going and we've been chatting and I thought you might like to come. And then she really steadily avoided me for the rest of the whole day. So I can relate to being that that person that, you know, the younger person is thinking, oh my God, I've got to get away from them.
1: Uh, don't, don't worry. I feel like I'm 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 getting there as well uh, already. I like I found this new wine store around the corner. And uh, I I chatted with this guy for and I had like, I felt like a very in, intense conversation. But uh, in the end, I felt a little bit like the guy was like, uh, okay, finally, he, he buys something and uh, and I <clears> can <throat> go back to uh, reading my book or whatever he was doing before. I know I was also saying to me, was like, God, imagine you in like 20, 30 years. You will be this old guy chatting up everyone.
0: <laughs> Look, some people will think you're a bit bo- like it's true. Some people will just think, oh, shut up. But then other people will enjoy it. So you've got to hit your sort of marks a bit there, I think.
1: But, I um, think you are perfectly enjoyable, Cherub. Uh, and we I feel are. like, uh, yeah, perfectly enjoyable, right? That's uh, that's about the, the the greatest compliment I ever gave you, uh, and you're not you're not clinging on, you know, I feel like it's uncomfortable when I think when people don't get these social cues that it's like, like you said, with the girl, okay, she obviously was afraid that now you force yourself onto uh, traveling with her for a whole day or something like that. And you immediately notice, okay. but uh, the, the problem is the people who don't notice this. And that that uh, is not even an an age thing. I mean, If you remember some um, creepy uh, French guys, for example, I encountered in in Australia that. uh... (laughs) Yes, well, we do remember that. We that. We could make a whole horror movie about that. Sorry, just one thing I wanted to say to the setting. I thought I totally agree. It's like a really beautifully shot of Thailand. And I was also thinking, man, I want to do a trip with Geraldo there on the on the islands of Thailand. Or maybe also with uh, other people, but uh, mainly with you, of course. Uh, <laughs> however, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe she would want to try it as well. <laughs> however, what took me a little bit out of it was it was so empty and... I felt like, okay, is it taking place during COVID or something, but then make it more visible Let p- some people wear masks or something, but it feel like they are at this beautiful spots and in this uh, luxurious hotel. And it's like, there's like one person at the bar and that. Took me almost a little bit out of the movie, you know. I'd say it's a low budget film, and I just didn't
0: want to pay because yeah. even when people are in the
1: background, you still have to pay them. I, I I get that, but I feel like they could have done maybe like a little bit still during COVID or something.
0: A couple of things I did like about it too. I thought it was a very modern horror, modern take on it. Um, how now there's some spoilers coming up here, so get ready, anybody. Let's get into uh, it. Yeah, how the CW, who is the uh, the mysterious girl who's befriended Madison, how she basically steals their identities. And she wasn't like a diabolical murderer who would suddenly, you know, cut their throats. Basically what she was doing was, and this is a really big spoiler here, so she would befriend these travellers, usually influencers that she'd been following. So she's sort of stalking them before she met them. That was interesting too, I thought. Like she didn't suddenly meet them and come become obsessed by them. She was stalking for them and watching for them to come. And then she would basically befriend them They'd go and have a bit of fun, a bit of drunk sort of girly fun. She'd take them out to an island that she apparently was familiar with and leave them there and they would die. Quite a frightening sort of, like, I thought there's a, there's that scene when they are on the island she's going, hey, I could be the sort of person that might just leave you here to die. Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> and then That's the next a good scene. And then they burst out laughing and then she basically drugs her and she wakes up the next morning and the boat's gone and she's left on the island to die. There's a boyfriend who was an Australian who I hadn't heard of.
1: Ah, I didn't know he was Australian, but he, he seemed very Aussie now that you say it, yeah. He was,
0: like, he was very good looking, but I don't think he was the world's strongest actor. But I just, I still, I just don't think it was that sort of film. He was probably the weakest actor out of the lot.
1: Agreed. <laughs> I was thinking uh, the of same of it, yeah.
0: But having said that, I just felt it was a low-budget film, that you could tell they were really trying to do something interesting and it succeeded. And like all below-budget films, sometimes you're not going to get the best actors in the world, but most of them were good.
1: Yeah, uh, I did like the main actress, definitely. I liked the the second influencer. So there there are a couple of things that bugged me, or I would even say us throughout the movie. Like the influencers, especially the first one, is way too sympathetic. I feel like the movie, does it want to be a satire? That uh, criticizes influences. I was a little bit hoping for that, of course, because we personally always have fights with my girlfriend about Instagram. So,
0: what you think you should be featured more on it? Is that exactly?
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm jealous of her success, and I want I want some of that sweet Insta success as well.
0: More German representation we want on Instagram. That's what we need.
1: But yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I definitely felt she was too um, if you want to portray a real Instagrammer, then get someone like Kim Kardashian you know like an actress who portrays that kind of character because that for me is like a real influencer a person you really kind of love to hate but I feel like the the girl uh, in the beginning was a bit too sympathetic now it, it makes a bit more sense when you know the ending but uh, nevertheless I felt like they were too harmless on that uh, Instagram front and they could have showed much more scenes with like uh, how annoying influencers can be and all of that you know with the second girl it was a bit more like that I thought like she was a bit more the annoying type of influencer guru who tries to build kind of her own I guess cult who buy her products but uh, I don't know how you felt about that but if they didn't go hard enough for me into that satirical Instagram influencer bashing corner
0: well, see, I kind of liked that the first influencer, Madison, was just a pretty ordinary sort of girl who kind of was pushed into it by a boyfriend. She got into it, but they have a little bit of a backstory where he discovers her sort of thing.
1: I agree that is what they were going for. But that for me seemed a bit too too fast. You know, it was like, it's a little bit like, that's not how Instagrammers are born. You know, it's like the same but like. No, the, the bird doesn't ring the babies. That's not how babies are made. And it's like, no, that's not how Instagrammers are made. It's not just an innocent girl. And then there comes the pimpy Instagram boyfriend and, and uh, says, like, oh, you, you need to do this so you can make money with it. But anyway. Um, and
0: also, yeah. I have to say, like, most of the influencers show a fair bit of skin, which the first one didn't really show. You know, she was much more modest, whereas the other ones, basically a lot of the influencers now are definitely known for their bikini shots and all that sort of stuff so and she certainly wasn't doing any of that but then maybe there are a heap of influencers i mean see i'm really out of that loop so maybe there are a heap of influencers that are quite modest and just travel around i can't imagine that's true
1: but maybe it is yeah yeah i was wondering that as well if i'm if maybe i'm just too much out of it but it it definitely doesn't cover with the kind of influencer uh, I love to hate, you know? Like I was thinking almost, they should have rather shot that movie in Dubai. That would have been like the perfect location uh, to kill influencers, you know?
0: Yeah, but I suppose there's no water to take them to because I thought the bit where she drove them out of the island was quite, you know. Well, there
1: is water as well, but I'm not sure there are a lot of islands without where it's just flat sand and you can see a person from kilometers away. I thought the second influencer's characterization was a bit better, but then again, I, I felt like a little bit, the actress they picked... You know, when the actress, when you kind of know the actress almost is like in on the joke, you know, like she yeah. she seemed to maybe even a little bit too old for being that annoying influencer type and way too real. Also, like I feel like, come on, casting, go take a girl who's got her lips made. Take all of these things, which we, mm. you know, which um, the, there's this Australian middle aged actress and she always makes fun of Instagrammers on. Um,
0: oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Celeste the Barber, she's really good at that. And take someone she's making fun of because she really has a hand for picking the worst people on Instagram. But anyway, and, and then I felt a little bit like, okay, if you're not going into the satirical part too much, then go more into the horror part. But I felt like it wasn't really scary most of the time. It was it no, could have... more of a thriller.
0: But I still thought it definitely made you think. Towards the end, I was like, I wonder what's going to happen. You know,
1: like. There's some nice twists in there, like spoiler alert, but I don't know how you felt, but I always thought, okay, obviously the girl escapes the island and then just pops up at some point later in the story. But then it's actually the boyfriend popping up. That was that was quite a nice twist.
0: What I did like too is like, check out the Airbnbs I was staying at. Weren't they phenomenal? Like, my God. Like, I mean, I know part of it is the thrill of, you know, they can't just stay in like a shack because it's not as cinematically pleasing. But some of those places were just beautiful. Like, you're like, wow, I what would be like to go on holidays and stay in something like that?
1: Well, I'm sure if you would put your place on Airbnb, it would be the same, basically.
0: Not quite. Not quite. There's not as much glass, that's for sure.
1: Um, but do these places have Jared uh, Smith paintings in them? I don't think no, so.
0: they don't. Gregor, now, the reason Gregor's saying that is because I did a couple of paintings for my house, and I
1: sent them to Gregor,
0: and he liked them, but told me they were very, very, um, that they had my style on them, which I'm not sure is a compliment or not, because he used to tell me I was really badly dressed when I was we lived together, so <laughs> I'm not quite sure if that's a compliment or not, but anyway, I'm taking it as one.
1: Well. Let's put it that way. Your taste in uh, painting is much better than your taste in fashion. <laughs>
0: Things have changed since I've been at the coast. I'm certainly going for more pastel colors these days, Gregor.
1: But our listeners can't see. Unfortunately, so you are wearing a flannel Versace shirt here, some big gold <laughs> chains, so and and okay. long, blonde, luscious hair, actually. So your style has changed completely. Since we met. Longer
0: thing. Actually, uh, a young barman had a go at me last week. So there you go. I had a pair of jeans on and I had... I, it was a bit cold, so I put like a a chambre shirt which is like a denim shirt over the top of my t-shirt just to go down to the pub and meet some of my family down there anyway i was standing at the bar uh, you know waiting for a drink and a young groovy barman came up and looked at me and said well we're going for a double denim look is that back in is it (laughs) and i thought oh yeah real funny mate and so i just said i wore it in the 70s the 80s the 90s and i'm wearing it now and he went yeah, you know, all the old guys around here—it's practically a uniform.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's still exactly the same clothes you're wearing. Probably some brands that don't even produce anymore.
0: No, no, these are oh no, these are new ones. I don't mind if people make fun of me as long as it's funny.
1: And um, I love that. It's like uh, here in Denmark, a barkeeper would very rarely say that to you. I think unless they are a bit drunk, then they become uh, much more extrovert. But otherwise, it's, uh, I would love someone saying that to me. oh look i thought it was really funny but you'll have to understand gregor and here's a little life tip for everybody
0: out there as you become older younger men the young bucks start to have a go at you because they can see that you're not in your alpha years anymore they can see it and they start you'll notice it starts to happen and you'll just get them digging not a lot but they do do it i just wonder though if i would have turned around and said excuse me what do you think you're saying like yeah you might have taken this and gone, look, mate, you know, you're just the barman here, so piss off. I wonder if the joke continues because I let it continue?
1: Of course. I think the, uh, I would assume that people also see with you that you are someone who can laugh about himself. Oh, I um, agree. I'm, not, I, I'm not sure if they would do it with everyone. No, uh, no, I thought uh, so too. But anyway, right? but anyway yeah.
0: back to the story, back to the story, back to the story.
1: <laughs> Look, I, I, I think it, it's a fun movie to watch, especially as a group. I'm not sure if it's, you can judge it better, super entertaining alone, but I think it's a movie where, where it's just fun to watch together, to guess a little bit where it's going, to, to gossip a bit about the people. Another a double feature I can really recommend, There a movie I thought that was even a bit better, but obviously had more um, production budget, was Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Even a bit more a satire approach. It's not really scary either on the horror end, but it's also like uh, making fun of a lot of these influencers and then uh, see at Pete Davidson in it. So the casting is great and it's uh, it's a really fun time as well. Okay, well, uh, so how many sterner would
0: you give this one? I would give it a three out of five.
1: I'd give it five a solid
0: four because I thought it was a little bit of a thriller that was very contemporary and was a little bit interesting too.
1: I'm curious to see where... Um, the director's going because uh, he's uh, very young as well, apparently, and he only did, I think, one small feature uh, before. So uh, always curious to see these uh, young horror directors uh, starting out.
0: Yes. Oh, and speaking of horror, I just have to quickly throw this in. And Influences, I did watch the first episode of the latest season of American Horror Story, Delicate. and With Kim
1: Kardashian.
0: Kim Kardashian. I didn't, because I didn't read that much about it because I sort of lost interest in the, american horror story franchise in the last two seasons but i just happened to see this one and it's got like a bit of a spidery arachnid theme and i kind of thought that was kind of interesting so i thought look i'll just watch this so i watched it and i have to say look she's not going to set the world on fire with her acting but she was pretty serviceable you know what i mean like she plays basically a publicist so her monotone delivery and you know like frozen features you know because you can she's not very expressive and, you know, over-the-top clothes actually work in that role as a publicist who is managing your social media. I actually thought it was pretty good. And I thought the story was generally pretty good. It borrows very heavily from a film called Rosemary's Baby from 1966. But maybe maybe want to look in next week, because like, after the Roanoke one and what was that other one, the slasher one, that was terrible too, um, I, I was actually think this could be a good return to form, but we'll see. Yeah, so American Horror Story, if you've given up in the last couple of seasons, I think a lot of people had. Did you finish it already? Just the first, there's a, it comes out one episode at a time. Okay. Yeah, they don't drop like yeah. a million yeah. of them.
1: No, the, the Guardian review was also relatively positive, and it was like, title was, Kim Kardashian is shockingly not bad. So <laughs> echoes what you were saying, yeah. I, I mean
0: I've read a few IMDB things and people said, I'm not watching this, it's got Kim Kardashian, I just can't watch it, she's terrible. But she's no worse than like a lot of people, like she's definitely got a lot of presence. I'm not sure it's because she's so familiar to you or she just does actually have that. It's probably a combination of the two because yeah, you know, she couldn't be the influencer she was today if she wasn't she didn't have any presence because she just couldn't be in that. But having said that, is it now just because she is Kim Kardashian that you look at it sort of thing? <laughs> okay, well, we better wrap that up because I don't want to edit it all week. So a, fo- a positive recommendation for this film. I'd go and see it. And next time, Gregor, you'll have to pick the next one. And it's ha- can-
1: it's uh, Halloween is coming up soon, so I guess we're going to have some nice horrors uh, to pick. Well, I
0: hope so. I hope so. Um, and anyway, look, thanks very much, everyone, for tuning in. And until next time.
1: Till next time. All right. That was nice.